Welcome back to Raising Up Cops. I'm Laura and I'm here with my wonderful co-host Madonna. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Laura, today is quite special. Are you ready to celebrate? Because I'm ready to celebrate because today is our, our one year, year anniversary. <laughs> Did that come out together? I'm not sure. I don't know. I forgot about the whole lag thing. <laughs> And here we are a year later, still trying to figure out our lives. That should tell you a lot about what we're going to be doing today. (laughs) Well, I have to say, I'm really surprised that it's been a year because the time has really flown. I completely agree because like last month you were saying you were coming, we were coming up on our one year anniversary and I was like, uh, no, that can't be right. So I went back to our raising up cops page and I looked back and our first episode aired on November 18th, which is wow. Like that's now. <laughs> yes. Like we'll, we'll be posting this episode tomorrow, which is the 18th again. <laughs> yes. Uh, Full circle, full circle. Well, and I'm amazed too, we've done 30 episodes. I think one of the reasons we've been able to keep this up consistently is because we really make sure our families are the priority here, right? I, I completely agree. And I feel like also the the fact that, uh, well, I mean, our it's it's evolved quite a bit from the beginning, Laura, because if you remember, we were doing it weekly. We were trying. Yes. We tried to do it weekly. And then it started being kind of difficult, not like schedules just started getting crazy. And, you know, we had to make a lot of adjustments with the kids' school schedules and all these things. And you were teaching and I started teaching and it just became a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so we moved it to every other week, which I think has been working out really nicely. It's been really great. I have to say. Yeah. So I feel really good. 30 episodes and it's been a lot of fun. I I agree. It has been a lot of fun. And Laura, like I remember super vividly how we started. I don't know if you do. Do you remember how this whole thing started? Not really. Tell me more. Remind me. I, I, I basically like latched on like a leech to you. Remember? (laughs) I was just telling someone that over the weekend. Okay, so crazy story. A beautiful, lovely single lady in her 20s was had a long drive back from wherever she was. And she put us on her car and she listened to us for the four and a half hour drive. Whoa. <laughs> Doesn't have kids yet, not married yet. Uh, listen, chose to listen to us for four hours. <laughs> oh, I feel so sad for her. I should give her some other things to do. <laughs> so I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, at first I was talking to Madonna about this idea and I was kind of like thinking about her as like, like a guest one time, you know, like a guest interview one time or something. And then somehow by the end of the conversation, we were like full on partners. <laughs> I, you know, this is how I remember it happening. Laura. First of all, to your friend, she's fantastic. Thank you so much for, for choosing our lovely voices all day. Um, but what I was going to say is you were, you were actually putting it on your Instagram that you were thinking about doing a podcast mm, yeah. and I jumped into your DMS, right? <laughs> I was like, Laura, yes, totally. Also, how about I do it with you? And you were like, oh, Yes. And it just kind of evolved from there. Whenever I see those, um, those cute little cartoons about an extrovert adopting an introvert, how introverts need to be adopted. I always think of you, Madonna. (laughs) I I guess I just needed to be adopted. (laughs) And and this was one of the best choices I've ever made, Laura. (laughs) Wow. Um, In honor of our one-year anniversary, we thought about 
coming up with like a top five or top three episodes from like, like a look back at the episodes that we've done. And I have to say, so first I was planning to make it really like formal and Madonna and I would discuss the different episodes and we would like pick the best ones. But I decided I, one, I had so much trouble choosing. And then two, I really just felt like our reactions to each um to each one should be more organic. So I think what we should do is we should alternate. I'll tell you one of my favorites, you tell me one of your favorites, and then we'll talk about like why we love those episodes. And we'll we'll just stop when we like run out of steam. <laughs> I, I love that, I love that. Okay, let's do it. Okay, should I go first? I, I would love that. But can I say something first before? Yes. Okay, because you were saying, because like Laura mentioned, she was saying, you know, pick a couple. And I really thought it would be easy because in my head, like a couple popped to my mind. And then I went back to her like list of episodes and I couldn't choose. And I wish I could say it was because I loved everyone so much. And like, I want to be cheesy and be like, we, we nailed every single one. I was surprised at myself because I remember so many times after recording, I would beat myself up over some of our episodes. I would say, I forgot to say this. We should have done that. How come we didn't ask this person? And it would go on and on and on in my mind for weeks. Those same episodes that I got nervous about, I went back and like listened to them and I thought, wow, I just needed to like chill out for a few months and go back and look at it. And it's really not that bad. But for sure, as the people recording, we are super uh, analytical of ourselves. And I'm always surprised when somebody like your friend shared sends a message saying, oh, we listened to your podcast. I'm like, you you did? But why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling you, I went to a wedding the other the other week. And I kid you not, we are in the rehearsal line. I was the matron of honor at the wedding. We were in the rehearsal line that Friday night before the wedding. And someone I have never met before, a man like three rows up, like he was the groomsman three rows in front of me. He turns around. He's like, guys, that lady back there, you know, if you're not listening to her parenting advice, like you're missing out. I was like, what? Who are you? How do you even know me? <laughs> it's so good oh it's that's so sweet it's like we didn't know we didn't know people would listen <laughs> very sweet and very nerve-wracking all the same <laughs> okay Laura so tell me what was your top one of your top favorites from yeah, our... I didn't bother trying to n- n- number organize like, the number up. yeah but <laughs> the first one that really caught my eye that I was like I mean I'm sh- you're gonna be shocked that this is one of my favorites but one of my favorites was our Holy Week debrief. Really? Yes. And I will I tell you shocked. why. Because we spend so much time on the podcast and in our lives, like setting up our high standards, figuring out what our ideal is going to look like. Right. And we, we share that ideal and we talk about it and we plan for it and we pack bags for it and all of that stuff. But our Holy Week debrief was just like very honest, like it did not go the way we thought it would, you know, or like, Mm. even though we have these standards, it's okay that when the time comes, we keep our expectations reasonable and we do what we can. And I think as parents, sometimes we miss that message. We think we've got to be ideal. We got to be perfect. We got to be Instagram worthy, you know, and really like, no, you, you decide what your standard is and then you do what you can to prepare. And then, and then whatever happened, happened. And it's still fantastic. That that is a really really good point. I I do really appreciate that at the very least you and I uh, try really hard not to 
sugarcoat our lives with our kids as much as possible. And I think we've always said at the beginning, we don't actually know what we're doing. We're kind of like trial and erroring also with everybody. But like, I find myself, uh, Laura, even with the Holy Week debrief, I find myself evolving quite a bit from beginning to now because I have all these like strong opinions. That's, that's who I am. I'm the bull that like you let it out of the gate and like I have strong opinions. I come in fast and then like the matador comes and he's like, calm down, fans me with the big bread thing. Calm down. Just give it a second. Think about what you're saying. And then as time goes on, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I actually don't, don't believe that. <laughs> and Holy week is one of those times where I'm like, yes, this is how it's going to go. And sure enough, after I actually experienced it with my kids, I was like, you know, th- it didn't really go that way at all. Did it? <laughs> no, exactly. So that, that I felt like was one I had to highlight because I remember we actually just didn't even, we didn't even plan an episode. We were just like, we don't even know what yes. to do. We're tired. You know, after Holy week, you're exhausted. So Absolutely. we were like, we don't even know what we're going to talk about, but I feel like that was a really important episode. The candidness, I think, is what really went a long way there. Absolutely. That, that's a good choice, Laura. I'm, I am shocked. That was awesome. Um, okay, so if I had to pick one that kept coming to my mind, and I, I okay, first of all, it was one with a guest speaker and uh, um, a guest person with us, and it was hard to choose because they all brought something so different. But in my mind, the person that really stands out to me is the one that we did for Life with Disabilities in the Coptic community. Donna? Yes. And I felt like Donna just like exudes such power and like grace and love and joy that I could only wish to emulate. And I remember that episode in particular, I went back and listened to several times over and over because I kept thinking to myself, I need to be more like Donna. I need to be more like Donna. I need to figure out how to live my life like Donna. I don't have a third of the challenges that she seems to endure and I also don't have a third of the joy that she seems to have, even with that. So yeah. I don't know. That was definitely on my list as well. I felt like that was a really special episode. And she really like came with her whole heart. Like she just put her whole heart out into that episode with us. And like, I, I couldn't be more grateful. It was really beautiful. And it was one of our longest episodes, but it was also well listened to. And it was worth it. Like it was one that... Okay, maybe it was an hour and a half, I think, or some, or an hour and 20 minutes, something like that. It was quite, it was quite lengthy, but I remember thinking, wow, like I didn't feel it. <laughs> I just wanted to listen to it over and over. No. Yeah. I'm with you. Like it did not, it just felt like a very real conversation that there was no rush. There was no sense of rush. There was no, yeah, it was absolutely it's 50 some minutes. I don't know how long. So it's still about an hour. Not no, okay. Maybe I'm thinking because we had two parts. That's right. We ended up having to split it into two. And the other yeah. one, I think, was an hour. And a half. Oh, yeah. So. Because that's in that one, we interviewed two more people. I so think it was three people total in that one or something. Oh, yeah. So it just got to be, got yeah. To be a lot of people had a lot to say, which is great. And it was, it was a very great. good topic, I have to say. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's my turn again. It is. Okay. All right, this one I am calling out because because I think I really needed to hear it or like talk through it. Uh, And I think that particular episode has come to mind like regularly at church. Like I actually like make decisions at church based on this episode. And that is- Oh, I wonder if it's the same one. I don't know. Okay, okay. Mine is correcting other people's <gasps> kids. That's exactly what I had next. Oh, that's crazy. 
Okay. Yes. Go ahead. I felt like, you know, when I was really young, so when I was a teen, like, I think we talked about this in the episode as a teenager, I had no problem correcting all the kids all the time. I'm a big sister. It was big sisterly. Now I'm like getting close to 40. And like, now when I correct kids, they don't see it as like a peer correcting them. It's like mean tunt yelling at me, you know, I'm like, wrapping my head around that like okay I'm now in a different position I'm not I don't know all the kids to the same level you know there are kids that I'm like really best friends with like I know their parents I've been to their house if I correct them it's not a big deal but then there are kids where I'm like wait a second like is this your jurisdiction for example there was a kid sitting during the gospel and man that temptation to just go like be like hey it's time to stand is Mm. is real but at the same time like I'm not her mother and I'm not her Sunday school servant. And I, you know, and I went through the arch little checklist of like, have I spoken to this child before? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I, I love that. Yeah. I love that episode. I feel like I learned so much. What about you, Madonna? Why did you like that one? That is exactly, you touched on it. Exactly. If I had to go back in my mind about one that comes to mind all the time, it is that one, because this is exactly what I was saying in the, in the, the last one that I was talking about is I come out the gate with strong opinions and then I realize maybe not. (laughs) And I was, I was at the beginning of that episode. I remember I was very much like, yes, correct other people's kids. Yes. Correct my kids. I want them to know that rules are rules and they're universal. Like it's not just me making this rule. It like everyone thinks you should not be screaming right now. Everyone thinks, you know, that's how I, I thought about it. But the more that I lived it, the more that I experienced moments where I felt like I wanted to say something, I realized, no, it is not always my place. It is not always up to me. I don't know the backstory of what happened the 10, 20 hour prior to this moment right here with the parents and this child. So I don't want to do that. Um, And it did, I think at the end of that episode too, Laura, we kind of came to the conclusion. It very much strongly, revolves around the fact of you have a relationship with this person or not. There are a few people, just like you said, that I'm very comfortable with saying, I talk to them as if they were my own children. Absolutely not. You better sit down. We're not going to do this here. I can talk to them like that. And then there's kids that you're just gentler with. You can, you know, that you can approach with, Hey buddy, are you okay? Everything. Okay. All right. I just want you to be safe. Don't do that. You know? And then there's the people that, you know, the situation is difficult don't talk like they've already been through all of this with their family. Just, you know, close your mouth, shut it, pray for them, pray for their peace and for their, you know, for them to do like calm down, you know, Rabbine Hadikum, what is it? Or no, not yet Hadikum, what is it? Don't ask me. Hadikum. Hadikum is like bring no bad things upon No, you. I think you've got it mixed up. We're just going to. Yehdikum. Yehdikum. Like bring you calmness, peace. Yeah, okay, whatever. Anyways, this is this is why we talk about being uh, Egyptian in Western culture because it still gets very, very mangled up in my own brain. This is why this podcast is in English, guys. Yes. Don't ask for it to be in Arabic. It will be bad. <laughs> it's not. Oh my goodness. But yes, I that is definitely one Lara that I think about a lot, and yeah. um, it, it is a constantly changing perspective. I think as my kids get older and they yes. things happen. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. That was a, that was a good one. Okay. Um, 
this one was a tie for me. Like, I, and again, I didn't really rank them, but there's two that I don't know which to mention next. And um, it had a lot to do with uh, Sunday school and keeping your kids in church. I just re-listened to the episode with Shireen when we brought her on and she talked about her curriculum, Bridges to Orthodoxy. And I, I thought a lot about how we approach church. And most recently, we had um, recorded the episode about my vision for Sunday school. Um, and I realized that there is a lot that I want for our kids as, we, as they grow up in the church. And a lot of it is dependent on, once again, those relationships that they make within the church, the relationships they make with their Sunday school teachers. Do they see their Sunday school teachers and the people in, in charge at church being the mean tons and uncles that like are very militant and you must do this and authoritative, or do they see them as the loving shepherds that are guiding them that yes, they correct them, but it's with love and with respect and with, you know, genuinely caring about them. And Shireen brought up so many points about how we do Sunday school and how the most important thing, despite the fact that she spent so much time creating a curriculum is the relationships that are created within the walls of the church. And I just think about that a lot, especially as my kids are creating relationships and genuinely missing friends now. They didn't used to care, but now they do. Yeah. And I feel like I really felt that come to life during uh, this past weekend. We did a girls weekend where all of the girls fourth grade and up <clears throat> had kind of a big sleepover at um, one of the servants' houses. And this was kind of a counterpoint to a boys' night that had been done over the summer where the boys spent the night in church and did tazbeha and so on, but we don't have a church anymore for the girls to have their turn. So we did it at a servant's house. And I have to say, like, we were so exhausted as servants, um, you know, being up with them until, you know, midnight, 1am and waking up with them at six in the morning and feeding them and giving them spiritual words and listening to them talk. And we did all kinds of activities, all of that stuff. But I have to say, you know, walking out of that weekend, those kids have built a bond that will keep them in church to adulthood. Like that one mm -hmm. weekend in that time together, um, of course, with the compound efforts of, you know, the past, I really feel like those kids that showed up were changed. Their relationship to the church changed, their relationship to their servants changed. And I think we don't do enough of that. We don't do enough team building, you know, yes. um, between us and the kids. Uh, between the servants and each other like we we need a lot more focus on like love and relationship and um, like you were saying like we don't always have to learn all of the theological things like the priority has to be sh sharing that love of Christ above you know the, the technical learnings that we also do um, but yeah so I think yeah that's spot on that's a great episode it was it was a great episode and it comes back to, to life a lot and I think, Laura, I'm seeing a theme in the episodes that we like. It's the ones that reflect back on our lives quite often. We like they come to mind because they're so practical. They're so relevant to everything that we're currently going through that they just don't really escape our memory <laughs> very easily. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's getting harder to pick. Like, which I know it is so hard. <laughs> OK, I'm going to I'm going to be cheesy. I'm going to pick a cheesy one. OK, because I don't want to miss it. OK. But it's uh, this, the part two of expectations of fathers and mothers when we had our husbands on. Yes. Because I don't think we hear enough from fathers. You know, the dads are not sitting on Instagram scrolling with us. Um, 
but I know the dads have a lot to say and clearly they're listening to the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. So I, I feel like, um, I feel like I loved that episode. I loved getting their perspective. And I think, you know, in, in Western society, like something that's, I don't know how different it is. I think it varies from family to family, but here fathers are deeply involved in their lives of their children. This generation, especially fathers tend to be more active in their children's mm-hmm. lives. And I think that we are seeing the benefits of that, the, the fruit of that labor. And mm-hmm. I think that we, I, like, I really want us to celebrate that more. I, I really love that you picked that, Laura, because again, definitely on my list. And I think that like, there is a thing that Abuna has said to me before that at the moment bothered me in my little quiet feminist way. <laughs> it's, it, he said, if you win the father to the church, you win the whole family. If you win only the mother, it's like 50-50. It could go either way. Maybe the rest will come, maybe not. So most follow the lead of the father. As much as we want to fight that in our current society, as much as we want to say it doesn't matter. And that's not to disregard the single mothers out there who take on both roles and really, really work hard. I am speaking specifically to the the traditional looking families that have the mom and the dad. The the dad's role cannot be compromised. It cannot be um, diminished. It is huge. And I think having our husbands on during that episode really reminded us that it's something that cycled from when they were kids with their parents, when they talked about their own parents and how they watched them grow up and how it became what they did. And um, I think that's how you do those generational cycles, right? Like you want, we talk about breaking the generational cycles. Well, what about continuing the generational cycles, the good things, the good things that we got from our, our parents that they get from their parents. Um, And, you know, God bless the dads out there that are really working so hard to do it all with um, their families. Yeah. I, I, I love that you brought up that, um, that fact. I think it's like a proven statistic that like, um, I feel like it's from that book, You Lost Me, which was about um, young Christians leaving the church, but it came out like 10 years ago. But um, I feel like, yeah, there's there's like an actual stat that like if dad goes to church, kids have a, like a 30% more chance of remaining in the church, um, which is amazing uh, to think about. And and yeah, and I love what you said, like we need to we need to honor the dads who are doing that hard labor. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, my turn now, right? This one, um, I'm surprised at myself for picking it because it is one where I had to be the most vulnerable. And that was the episode we did about postpartum struggles. And the reason that that one comes to mind, Laura, is not because of what we said, but because of the feedback that we got after that episode. I think that one was probably the most well-lit up ones that people from all over just kept sending messages or texts or emails, just being like, thank you so much for that episode. Thank you for sharing the things that happened because that's what I went through. People had some really painful things. And I think the worst part was people really did not know how common that postpartum struggles were. And just the simple act of talking about it really calmed a lot of nerves and just made people feel normal at a time when they were not feeling normal. And I think that that is why it's one of my, even though it was one of the hardest for me to do, it was one of my favorites in terms of impact. And so that's why it's on my list. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that episode brought back, brought like removed the loneliness of so many women who had gone through it 
and really prepped women who in this generation who might face it. You know, I feel like we, we sugarcoat things, we sweep things under the rug. We, you know, we're, we've got like so many different cultural pressures to toughen up, (laughs) you know, in ways that are so unhealthy. You know, we've got like the Egyptian, like, uh, if it's not, if it's not physical, it doesn't count. And we've got the American, like pull yourselves up by the bootstraps. And we've got, like, I feel like everything works against, um, a young mother who's struggling with postpartum depression. I think just all, especially, you know, if you're Coptic American, if you're dealing with Western and Egyptian, you've got like, it's all there. All the troubles are there to, to weigh you down. And I think that at the same time, we have the strength of this amazing community to learn that we are not alone and that we've got each other and we've got like the, uh, the ability to support each other and to see each other through it and to find resources together to, to heal. Amen. Yes. I love that one. Do you have another? So I, I have two more. I overdid. I, I did. Ah, no, it's not overdoing. It's good that we like what we're doing. I mean, it's <laughs> <that's> the point. <laughs> that's true. Um, you're, you're gonna be surprised by this one too. Ah, it's hard to pick between, but okay. Um, I liked this one because it's, I'll just say it. Okay. So this one is one of the first we did. I think it was the second we did actually episode two expressing our faith in school. Mm. When you talk to us about how Elise had to deal with, um, anti-God church, like anti-God school feedback, I guess is a way to put it. Um, I felt like it's such a delicate topic because you want, you don't want your child to be ostracized, but you want your child to stand up for their faith. I think we're going to see, we see a lot of parents struggling with similar issues, right? Like, um, how do I deal with this friend who's fallen into this sin? How do I, you know, that's, I think one of those quintessential struggles of being living, uh, in the world, but not of the world. And I think that, that, that episode really, um, you know, tackled that, that issue head on in a really beautiful way. And that was one that situation, Laura, that we talked about in that episode with Elise at school has really stayed with her. Like I, I don't want to use the word trauma, but since she is a little bit traumatized because all the time, if I mention God in public, she'll say, wait, do you think that these people know God? Can we talk about it? And it just comes out as her first thing that she thinks about. She's so nervous to offend and it makes me sad, but also I, I don't know that it's a bad thing totally because it's nice that she's paying attention that other people don't believe the same things that we do. And so it was definitely, a, um, I remember getting a lot of visceral reactions to, to that story. A lot of people saying, you know, oh my God, like, how could you possibly um, let her go back to school after that? And what are you going to do? And, and now what? And what are you going to say to the teachers? And, and we brought up other perspectives, like, well, do we want other people talking to our kids about what they believe in it being the opposite of what we believe? And it really opened up a very important and relevant topic to, just like you said, it's something that's going to come up more and more with our kids, things that they're going to experience when they talk to other people, not in church which goes back to why we think those church relationships are so important, but yes, it's definitely, that was a really good episode, Laura. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Those church episode, those church relationships, sorry, that later you have this bank of people who love you and who share your values. I think it makes such a big difference. I think that's one of the things that really helps us work really well. Like we have different 
I would say we have different styles, but we have very much the same values. So I think that that makes the podcast successful. (laughs) I agree. agree. (laughs) Uh, Okay, your turn. All right. So this is a surprising one. Um, I like the one where we brought in Sandra Methuselah to talk about Lenten nutrition. And the reason that I think that one comes to mind is because I think about fasting all the time. And I think a lot about how do I do this right? And I always joke to myself, I made a comment on that um, episode that my friends hold to me and make fun of me for where it was asking, how do you come off fasting? (laughs) And Sandra just kind of laughed and was like, uh, yeah, that's the thing. We, we really shouldn't just stop eating vegetables like when we're, when we're not fasting. Um, and I think that I, she had a lot of really, really great information. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's pleasant to talk to and, to, and she, you could tell she's so passionate about the topic of nutrition that she's like somebody I really want in my corner during those times where I don't know what to eat and I don't know what to make and I don't know what to have and my body's going haywire. Um, which is something that a lot of people I think experience when they're fasting, especially here, despite all of the um, things that are available to us that are vegan or vegetarian or whatever, somehow it's still a challenge. And we realize that it's, um, you know, of course, mostly spiritual, but at the same time, there is a practical body, physical aspect to this that we ignore. So I, I think I enjoyed having like a real scientific perspective about fasting. You know, and I think um, Sandra's life has changed a lot since that episode. Uh, She's when she came on to the episode, she was not a parent. She is now a parent. Congrats, Sandra. And then when she came on, she was working on her master's in nutrition. And now she has her master's in nutrition. (laughs) So shout out to Sandra and congratulations. (laughs) That's awesome. Yep. That was a great choice. Okay. I'm surprised you did not pick this one. This is my last one that I have written down. Okay. I'm really surprised this didn't come up because I feel like this actually fundamentally changed your life. Well, um, we'll see. Okay. Wait a second. Okay. Which one is this? Homeschool for cops. Uh (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. Tell me more about why you love that one. I feel like it goes back to what I said at the top of this episode, which is, we sometimes confuse our standards with our expectations, right? Like we, it's good to have high standards and it's good to have reasonable expectations. Like it's good to have um, a clear idea of what the ideal picture is. And then it's very good to understand that you're a normal human being and to do what you can with what you have, you know? And I think we do, especially with social media and the way we compare ourselves to other people, we just, we, we think that everyone is living that ideal, that standard that we are aspiring to not recognizing that, no, we are all still human and we're still all still living within right. our, the limitations of time and ability and all of that. And I feel like Sherry's episode, you know, touched on that for homeschooling specifically, but I think it's applicable to everything, which is we think something should look a certain way and actually it should look exactly the way that you're trying to do it today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, Sherry's episode was definitely very, very eye-opening. And I think at the time that we recorded that episode, Laura, compared to the month before that, compared to now, things are so different in my life. Like you, you were absolutely right. You were on target. My life has changed quite a bit. But 
I will say that it has changed for the better. And I, and one of the things that um, Sherry said that really stuck with me was this concept of both parents need, needing to be on board. And I'm really fortunate that Danny has been really on board with this whole homeschooling thing and just being so encouraging and um, being around when he's around, like actually being around when he can be there, you know, to help either watch them while they finish their assignments while I go do something or, um, you know, finishing some a lesson that I couldn't finish or whatever the case may be. Sherry's insight was truly remarkable for me in that it, in that it um, changed exactly like you said, my expectations. Since that episode, my expectations, I won't say they've been lowered. I'm not going to say they've been lowered because they haven't. They've, they've just evolved. They've changed quite a bit to the point where I'm like, I need to go easier on myself and how this is going to go, easier on my kids and how this is going to go. Once I loosened the reins a little bit, I found that homeschooling took the form of exactly what I imagined from the beginning. I had tried to create structure out of an unstructured thing. (laughs) And I realized that when I let go a bit, it started taking, it had room to be what it needed to be, if that makes sense. So that was a great episode. Yes. And I think that one of the other things we learned in that is that you can't move, you can't jump ahead 10 steps and you can't worry ahead 10 steps. Like you don't need to learn calculus today to start homeschooling, for example. And I have not started homeschooling, but it, it applies in everything, right? You don't need to already know how to do the thing that's 10 steps ahead. You just need to learn how to do the next step. Yes. You don't need to plan the whole year. You can just plan the next two weeks or the next two days, whatever your ability is, you know? And I think that that's something we, again, we just put so much pressure on ourselves to be something that is not even remotely possible. <laughs> yeah, just, you can't, think- yeah, you can't get beyond where you are. You're here and the next block in front of you, it's like a, a board game, right? Like you, you can only move forward the certain number of steps that the dice has rolled. You cannot just like race ahead to the end. It doesn't work that way. Yes. Yes. And I, and I think that she did a really good job of, of sharing those um, tidbits of, of knowledge with us and the way that she does homeschool. And it helped me a lot. And I hope it helps other people that were considering it too and, and, or started it already. So yeah, that was a good, good choice. Okay. I, I think I, I don't know after this because I'm looking through our list and I'm like, I coming up on Christmas, I'm like, right now, my favorite episode is Santa. Like my favorite episode is when we talked about the gift of two Christmases and do we do the whole Santa thing or not? And, and I just love that we, um, it's one of those things that you kind of grow up when you're in a small town where you're like one of 10 Coptic people, right? That you feel like you're the only one thinking about whether or not you have to talk about Santa or whether or not you have to talk about two Christmases. And I think that one of the goals of this podcast was to share the common struggles that we all have as Coptic people in America. And, um, it's definitely up there as one of my top favorite episodes. But as I've, again, I feel like this is a very common theme since then to now, my kids love Santa. They just love the whole idea. They love it. And while I still am not going to tell them that it's somebody that they should believe in, that's not real in, in the sense that the storybook character that we all hear about, I really can see why people get joy out of telling their kids stuff like this or 
wanting to go through the theatrics of having Santa come and visit. I get it. I do. But I'm still on the on the no thank you side, <laughs> which I think a lot of people were like, you need to chill out. But I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> I think there is a kind of like wonder that we see in the kids. Um, and we, I think that's the best part of parenting is just following their wonder. Like we, we don't want to impose lies on them. I think we agree on that part. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm with you, like just watching them be delighted by something is really delightful. It it is. That's exactly what it is, Laura. And I, and a part of me struggled and think like my kids are, I mean, they are full of imagination. These kids really just reside in La La Land to begin with. (laughs) And so I know that they would take it and run. They would be so happy. But I also realized yesterday that my child, especially my youngest one, really does not know how to draw the line between reality and, and falsehood. Because the other day we were listening to Pentatonic's Christmas. This was yesterday. And I was like, oh man, I really wish I could go see them. And my, and, and Isaiah, my son was like, see who they're not real. And I'm like, no, the, okay, wait, pause. No, these are real people. Yes. I know when you watch like Paw Patrol, those are not real people. Like I I get it. Like I had to go through this whole thing. So it kind of affirmed for me, they don't know how to draw that line. So it's good for me to be very blank and, and to the point and say, this is the line we draw. But this was one of those episodes that really, it was like, you were on this side or you were on that side. So it was kind of cool to hear both sides of that. Yeah. And neither side was in trouble you know like it was sometimes you've yeah, got yeah. Like, divisive topics that are divisive but this was divisive and fun <laughs> it was it was it was not divisive in a malicious way it was kind of like you're crazy just you know let me do my thing and we're like okay cool and let me do mine so there you go <laughs> yes exactly oh man all all this to say i mean guys as you can see we really struggled and we're biased right like we we <laughs> come on every week to talk and we love the topics, right? But it truly has been such great fun. And it's given us great pleasure to be able to come together and talk about things that hopefully are relevant to each of you guys. And we're thankful to you all for for joining us. Um, And especially to those of you who subscribed, Laura, I'll let you I'll let you start talking about that. Yes, if you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you could write a cute little review about what you think about the podcast, we would love it. We would love to hear from you, um, you know, through the, the Apple Podcasts app, if that's what you're using. And um, I did notice that we are up on Upper Media, uh, on the Upper Media app. We are also on Google Podcasts. I, maybe we'll eventually be cool enough to be on Spotify. I don't know. Are we <laughs> on Anaphora? Anaphora uh-huh. uh, okay. Oh yeah, we had this argument. Is it Anaphora or Anaphora Radio? Anaphora. Oops. Okay. <laughs> Anaphora. <laughs> um, yeah. So please subscribe, leave a review on um, the iTunes app. And, um, and, and this is thank the you. Yeah, and thank you. Yes, and thank you for listening. <laughs> And this is our 30th episode. That's it. 3-0. 30 and one year. That's that's truly, oh my goodness. Lord have mercy. I don't even know how that happened. But thank you guys. Seriously, I, I tell you that this is a um this is always 
first of all, give me an opportunity to talk and I, and I love it. So I'm sorry to those of you who don't enjoy it as much as I do, but I really, really appreciate you guys, the people that have reached out that have offered their opinions. We used to crowdsource, you know, a lot of our, our talks, you guys would give us such great ideas and great perspectives about things and what you do in your own home. We thank you to have um, listened, who have shared it with friends. We thank you to those who have come up or sent us messages to just be like, you know, being so sweet and thankful or being so gracious with your opinions about, you know, what we do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, um, I hope our takeaway is keep listening. We have more adventures to come. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you have ideas, please send them our way to raisingupcops at gmail.com. That's our email. And uh, I am now checking it much more regularly than I used to. So send us a message. Raising Up Cops is a podcast hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lowendi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Church or its hierarchy. These are purely our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, please email raisingupcops at gmail.com or post on the Coptic Dad and Mom Parenting Community on Facebook.